Hello, greetings everyone. This is the next episode of uh, a series of talks, discussions about uh, the recovery process. We're talking about recovery from uh, afflictions like addictions and unhealthy attachments uh, to things and people and uh, all, all kind of things that get us distracted from uh, being able to love as uh, Christ taught us to love, to be able to worship God and, and give him glory in the way he deserves and to be able to flourish and give God glory through the way that we live our lives uh, uh, with others and, and uh, in relationship. And so uh, we're dealing with different topics uh, that have to do with this uh, this issue. Uh, I'm Dr. Ken Buckle. I'm a psychologist, uh, and I work at Grazia Plena, which is a, a counseling center devoted to uh, mental and spiritual health. Uh, this is uh, one of uh, the next uh, in our series, and so <clears throat> we'll begin, as we always do, with a brief moment of stillness and quiet uh, to allow the uh, distractions, the difficulties, the troubles, uh, the discouragements, the uh, all of the things in, in our day-to-day -day lives that uh, create distress and anxieties for us. We're going to let those slip away for just a moment as we uh, prepare in stillness and quiet uh, to receive uh, this instruction today and to be open to God's movement and uh, God's spirit moving in us. Uh, and we encounter God in the stillness and the quiet, so we're going to begin with just a few moments of that peace. So let us pray this opening prayer together. <clears throat> Holy Spirit, we call upon you now to join us in this hour in a special way. We ask for your wisdom and healing. Encourage and inspire us with clear thinking, understanding, and truth, and fill us with the deep and satisfying fire of your love. Amen. The Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So this uh, presentation is being recorded on video for the uh, for the YouTube channels, uh, Grazia Plena, Dr. Ken on YouTube, uh, and so you can see the video. You know, if you'd like to sit down and uh, watch it like a TV show and take notes and things, uh, sometimes the video is the way to go for you. Um, but also, we have the audio only portion is available on podcasts now. Uh, podcasts and videos. This is all new stuff for, for me and for us. Uh, and we're giving it a try. It's kind of inspired by this uh, whole COVID lockdown situation. Uh, so this may be something good to come out of it, these uh, presentations that are offered uh, free to the public in this way. So uh, these audio-only podcasts, you can find them on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and um, 
And so if, you know, if you're into the habit of listening to podcasts, maybe while you walk or jog, do housework or um, other things that you can kind of listen and uh, do other activities, sometimes people like podcasts in that way. And that's, that's great. Um, so we hope that you're enjoying the audio or the video uh, presentations. Uh, today I'm coming to you from one of our other offices. This is the Mother Cabrini office that's near NASA. Um, I've, I've been filming these uh, and recording these videos from our St. Therese office in the Stafford Sugarland area, uh, but you may notice a different background today. Um, so uh, the previous uh, session, the previous uh, episode, had to do with making a plan for transformation. Let's do a quick review of that. Um, first, we talked about being ready for recovery, being open, uh, recognizing we have an issue to work on uh, through movement of the Holy Spirit and grace. This, this need to be healed uh, comes to us, and, and that's a, a necessary preparation uh, for this uh, recovery and uh, healing process. Uh, we talked about the three circles worksheet this is a worksheet that came from the Sex Addicts Anonymous uh, community, uh, but can be used for many other good purposes uh, when working on making issues of change. So it could be used for food issues, uh, for sexual issues, gambling, uh, alcohol, drugs, whatever kind of addictions, afflictions people might be uh, struggling with. Uh, the Three Circles worksheet can help outline uh, how, how we uh, have a target defined and, and the, uh, the behaviors that are kind of slippery behaviors that might lead us to those kinds of issues, those sins, and, uh, and, and send up warning signals, you know, when we're in that, uh, that nearness to sin, that near occasion to sin. Um, and the healthy life-giving behaviors uh, that, live, that help us live a life full of grace that keep us far away from the inner circle behaviors uh, those things that we're trying to avoid. Uh, we talked about the elements of a, a plan for change, of a recovery plan, and we used this uh, process, uh, this definition that comes from the business world uh, called SMART plans, and the, uh, all the letters stand for something, so the S stands for specific, and M stands for measurable, and so on. Um, and, and so we talked about how all these are the elements of a good uh, plan of action. Um, Plans are, are left in place for two or three months as we work on the day-to-day -day actions. And then uh, after two or three months, we might pull them out, review them, see how we're doing on them. Um, and so the, C, the, you know, the E on Smarter stands for Evaluate and R for Revise. And so it's an ongoing process of uh, fine-tuning our plan so that we're accomplishing our recovery goals step-by-step uh, -step with uh, daily little actions. Uh, we provided you with a personal change worksheet, so you could kind of uh, uh, map out what are the goals, what are the targets, and especially, most important, what are these action steps, these smart action steps that we're talking about uh, that a person works on day to day, uh, little by little, to make these changes a part of their life, to, to make this deeper transformation. Um, and, and we have the idea that that once we've identified things and clarified what our plan is, our actions and our goals, then the whole key, the whole key to making changes and becoming transformed through God's grace 
is to do our part, uh, to, our, to participate by doing our part, which is to take uh, the action uh, that we need to and trusting the outcome uh, to God's uh, providence, of course. So that's what we covered last time in the last session. Uh, if you didn't see it and you want to go back to, to see that, uh, we certainly welcome and encourage you to do that. Uh, so today's topic is to uh, talk about obstacles, uh, obstacles to recovery. Um, and in the video, uh, we have this picture of a, a, looks like maybe a country road or a rural, rural road. And there's a big, huge, giant boulder in the middle of the road. And then there's all kind of tree debris uh, across the road. Uh, and it kind of reminded me of um, hurricanes that I've been through here in Houston over the years, over the decades. Uh, after a bad hurricane, sometimes we'll see trees and things uh, across the road blocking the way. Um, we don't usually have big boulders in Houston uh, blocking the roads, but uh, so I don't know where this might be, Colorado perhaps, but um, obstacles, you know, we're, we're on this path, this journey for recovery, and occasionally it's not, it's not surprising, it's not unusual for us to counter obstacles to our progress, obstacles to our growth. So today we're going to mention just a few of those that might uh, come up for you as you embark in this, in this process. And... Uh, uh, some of the, the things to focus on in terms of overcoming obstacles, uh, persisting and, and being diligent as we uh, work on our recovery issues with God's help and the help of other people. Um, the, this is another diagram that we're showing on the video uh, that's been a popular uh, kind of humorous one. Um, it shows on one side uh, how people kind of expect the journey of recovery to be and it shows a straight arrow line trending upward um, to indicate that many people conceive and expect recovery to be like a smooth sailing path of progress, uh, you know, straight ahead. And sometimes the, uh, the friends, the family members of, of those who are entering recovery have this same hope and this same mistaken notion that um, once their loved one who's been struggling and creating so much damage and havoc in other people's lives, as soon as they get into recovery, it's like, okay, uh, you know, everything is going to be great from this point forward. The person's going to be successful and, um, you know, there won't be any setbacks and, and such. And, and we just know from studying recovery uh, in the world of psychology and sp I think spiritual directors also know this, that as people work on um, growth and healing issues, um, sometimes it's more like the part of the diagram that we see on the right side of recovery, which is titled What Recovery Really Looks Like. And it's this spaghetti line of, uh, of circles and spirals and, uh, you know, two, the idea is, you know, three steps forward and one step backward. <clears throat> that recovery kind of really looks like that. Still trending upward, still trending in the right direction of progress. Uh, but certainly not a straight, easy line, kind of more of a chaotic, unpredictable line is, is really probably paints the picture of, of more like what recovery might be like for most of us. And so that's good for us to know, uh, to have the correct expectation um, that the recovery process is not easy, that sometimes we have setbacks and it can be frustrating. But if we persist and we call upon uh, the help that we need, that we may trend in the right direction over time if we stick to it, if we have fortitude and we press on. 
so expectations are really important. It's, it's important to have the right expectations for ourselves and for those around us that are supporting and encouraging us and praying for us in our recovery, that they kind of understand this as well about the journey of recovery. <clears throat> so let's talk about some potential obstacles. Uh, what are some things that we may encounter as we go through this recovery process of healing? Um, one is that we may find that in the busyness of our lives, uh, as, as we go through trying to keep going with our work, uh, our taking care of our families and so forth, all the things that we have going on in our lives, um, that we, we may find an obstacle in not making recovery a priority, uh, not making sure that we devote the time and the space for it in our lives. Sometimes this is, this is um, connected to a lack of motivation on our part. Um, we have to understand that when we're in the midst of a recovery process, um, it, it, our affliction, our addiction, the, the illnesses, the different things that we struggle with, unhealthy attachments, these things have created damage. They've, re they've wreaked havoc in our life and often in the lives of other people as well. They've created all kinds of problems. And so if, if we take it so seriously and recognize the reality of what's been going on with us, then we may see that we have to make recovery a high priority um, not higher than God, of course, but to, to make it a high priority to make the proper space for it um, in our day-to-day -day lives so that we can attend to it uh, and get and receive the healing to obtain, obtain the healing, the gift of uh, healing that we so desire and really need. The second potential obstacle is our plans get frustrated, our recovery plans, our, our plans of change. Our, uh, our, our plans for what we're going to do to work on our recovery. So, you know, maybe we get all fired up and excited and, you know, I'm going to go to the AA meeting every single day. Um, and then we recognize that, you know, I've got this or that obstacle to be able to do that. Uh, maybe I get held back at work and I, I can't make the meeting. Uh, so we get frustrated that our plans don't happen as we had hoped. Uh, maybe we're looking for a certain therapist. We can't find that therapist uh, to help us uh, get going in our recovery. And so we feel frustrated. Uh, maybe it's part of just not planning well, of, of not having the right expectation. Um, and so we end up thinking, uh, wow, I, this is not going to work. This whole recovery thing is just not going anyplace. Uh, so perhaps I'll give up on it. And that frequently happens in recovery is why people uh, are not able to to be successful in the process that they had charted out for themselves. We see this especially at New Year's. You know, you make those New Year's res resolutions, and, and as you go through life, maybe you haven't made them a priority. Uh, maybe your plans for your New Year's resolution, you know, exercising every day, these things just don't happen. And by the end of January, you've kind of completely given up. It's so common. Uh, for frustration of plans, lack of priority for those two obstacles, especially uh, to get us early in recovery as obstacles to progress. Number three, um, we may find that our, our inner emotional stress uh, may create difficulties and obstacles in our recovery uh, uh, pro progress process. And we recognize that sometimes our emotions uh, flaring up, they can be triggers for us to go back to the old behaviors of self-medication and escape and, and things. And so um, emotional stress can be a significant potential obstacle for us to, uh, to encounter and identify. 
These may be things like resentments. Uh, we have resentments about such and such going on in our life, this other person or what they're doing. Uh, we may have anger toward people, maybe anger toward ourselves, even sometimes, sometimes anger at God uh, about how things are going. And we may carry around this deep, heavy burden of unforgiveness. Uh, sometimes that's connected to resentments and anger. This unforgiveness is so heavy and it weighs on us and just holds us down, creates this uh, terrible despair and heaviness in our life. Uh, I want to clarify that emotions are not bad in and themselves. Having emotions uh, is part of what it means to be human, uh, to feel down sometimes, to feel excited and joyful sometimes, to feel guilty sometimes, to feel uh, anxious sometimes. All these things are part of what it means to be human. Um, but we're, as, as rational human beings, we're challenged and we're called to have this uh, sense of control or management of our emotions, imposing our good rational thinking on our emotions so that they don't get out of hand, that they don't get away from us and create uh, stresses and obstacles uh, in our lives and temptations in our lives. Uh, number four, uh, we may have co-occurring issues. And, and so what I mean is uh, perhaps we have a drinking problem, but we may find that as we begin recovery, and maybe I stop drinking for a while, then I realize, wow, I, you know, I, I have this anxiety that I really didn't recognize because I was medicating with alcohol. Uh, I have this anxiety, and now, now that I'm not medicating with alcohol, what the heck do I do with this anxiety? How am I going to manage it in a healthy way? Uh, and so what I'm ending up doing now at this point in my recovery is I'm I'm uh, juggling, uh, trying to stay sober and not to drink alcohol. And at the same time, I'm also trying to figure out how to do with this mental issue, this uh, psychological issue of the anxiety. Um, sometimes we have uh, spiritual co-occurring issues, uh, spiritual doubts and things that may also be uh, uh, happening at the same time we work on these, letting go of these attachments, these unhealthy addictions and things. So, you know, we, uh, we get, we get uh, some control, some management of our eating. You know, maybe our eating has been a, a problem for us, compulsive eating. Uh, and as we, as we get on our meal plan and we take care of that, then we realize, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize how depressed I was. Uh, and I was eating because of my depression. So it's not unusual. And sometimes it catches people off guard uh, that they've got co-occurring issues to deal with. Uh, maybe it's a social issue of loneliness or boredom, uh, and they have to balance that and, and deal, deal with that at the same time they're uh, in their recovery from their other issues. So don't be surprised. Uh, that can be an obstacle. The key thing here is that we um, try to address all of those things that, may, that we may find and discover. Um, a fifth, a fifth uh, potential obstacle in our recovery process is that we recognize that we're having a difficulty with honesty or self-examination. Self-examination is somewhat painful uh, to be able to look at ourselves and, and look at the darkness and the things that, that uh, we're somewhat uncomfortable with, those things that we'd rather keep into the shadows. Uh, that can be really challenging for us. Uh, and there's some, some of us that uh, as we begin that process, part of our recovery and healing and therapy, uh, we, we recognize that self-examination is really difficult and, uh, and when we kind of uh, want to try to medicate or avoid it, 
Uh, we also may recognize early in our recovery process that as we're sharing uh, with others and looking at ourselves and, and uh, uh, telling people what we're doing and what's going on with us, we may recognize that we're, we're struggling to be honest and, and truthful about what's going on with us. And that can be a potential obstacle uh, for our recovery. Uh, honesty is really a key part of uh, a healthy recovery process. Um, of course, uh, one thing that always trips us up uh, as human beings in so many different areas of our life, but especially in, uh, in trying to recover and make changes and find healing, um, is this, this aspect of pride, uh, this, this uh, self-protection, this um, selfishness, this focus on ourself. Uh, some, sometimes in re the recovery process and counseling and so forth, uh, people are telling us what to do, wise people that have, have gone before us and uh, know how recovery works, know how therapy works, and they're giving us advice and suggestions and guidance, but we're, we're kind of just deciding, oh, no, I'm going to do it my way. You know, perhaps a sponsor in recovery says, you know, really, you really should go to Gamblers Anonymous meetings, you know, several times a week if you're going to make progress on your gambling. Um, but no, we get we get really um, uh, uh, stubborn with it, and we say no. I think once a week is good for me. And then uh, after a while, by not listening to what others are telling us, uh, we recognize it's not working. My my way is not working. Uh, it's because of my stubborn pride, because I'm I'm trying to create my own uh, healing and recovery the way I want to do it. Uh, and not the way that I'm being led to do it by the Spirit, by other people. Uh, uh, in addition, we may encounter that uh, another obstacle is lack of support. Um, people don't go through recovery alone. In my experience, people uh, are always surrounded by others that might support them and encourage them uh, in their recovery and help them out in a difficult spot. And so these are peers, these are family members, uh, other people, if we don't have a, a support system in place, that can be a significant potential obstacle in recovery. Um, we may also find that those that are really close to us, sometimes they seem like they're trying to support us. Uh, sometimes we find that they're enabling us or sab actually sabotaging our recovery um, in ways that maybe they don't themselves don't even recognize because of their uh, codependency. Um, so you know, perhaps one spouse is trying to uh, do, do well in eating healthy food and, and managing their uh, compulsive overeating. Um, but the other spouse, you know, is bringing in donuts. You know, let's celebrate uh, uh, the holiday with donuts. And so all of a sudden it's like, you know, wow, what's going on here? You know, I'm trying to stick to my recovery plan. Uh, and these uh, outside influences seem to be enabling or sabotaging me. Uh, that can be a potential obstacle in our recovery. And like I say, sometimes the, the codependent person doesn't really see what they're doing, isn't really aware of it, uh, and that makes it difficult to change them. Um, sometimes as we uh, enter into a recovery process uh, and we, we change our priorities, we change our values, we change the way that we're living, uh, we change our, our, our focus on eternal life and not so much on the present life, uh, we, we try to, to, to trade in the things of the false self for the things of the true self, the things that are eternal. 
And so uh, we end up feeling like we're very different from what's going on around us. It's not unusual uh, for us to encounter this obstacle of I'm in recovery, doing the right thing finally, but it seems like the whole world around me is going the other direction. And it can be very frustrating and discouraging at times. Um, I'm, I'm having a spiritual experience in my recovery. I'm, I'm having a spiritual growth and healing and conversion experience. Uh, yet the world is still focused on things like money and materialism and possessions. And they're focusing on things like pride and selfishness. Um, and I'm doing something very different than that in my recovery. And so, uh, like I say, that can become an obstacle as I get distracted by, by the worldly culture around me. Another thing that's very common and a common obstacle in recovery is I may get triggered, uh, I may be tempted, I may experience slips or relapses uh, in my recovery process, um, and I, I may again get very discouraged by this and surprised by this, um, and then sometimes this contributes to giving up, lack of hope, uh, the person kind of throws in the towel that this is, they're not able to stay sober for very long, um, and they don't persist, they're not diligent in taking the actions that they need to take and following through and listening to others. And so triggers and relapses can be a potential uh, obstacle in recovery. Um, and, and also I would say that uh, as, as we turn ourselves away from the worldly culture and the recovery process, we begin to embrace um, God a little bit more closely as natural in, in the healing process. Uh, we may find that there's spiritual resistance to that, maybe even spiritual attacks, uh, that we get thrown uh, temptations to draw us back into the old behavior. Uh, so we start craving for things. We start having these urges, and we don't understand them. You know, I think, that, man, I was doing so well. I was doing all the right things, and you know, why am I having these uh, this recall, this euphoria about uh, things that were so great in the past when I was overeating or gambling or drinking or looking at pornography and I wonder what in the world is happening because it, it seems like I'm doing everything correct in my recovery but I'm having these temptations these strong spiritual attacks uh, and so if we're not prepared for that if we don't expect that that can, too can catch us uh, by surprise contribute to relapses uh, and be an obstacle for our progress so those are uh, some of the 10, 11, I think, um, obstacles uh, to talk about. Uh, but let's talk about remedies for each of these 10 or 11 obstacles. Um, on, the, on the video, it says a remedy is something such as medicine or therapy uh, that relieves pain, cures disease, or corrects a disorder. And so these are perhaps remedies for the obstacles that we just mentioned. Let's go through them one by one. Um, so first of all, uh, it's important for us to recognize the seriousness of our problem and the harm it has caused to ourselves and to others. Um, this, this helps to create motivation for us, even though it's painful for us to look hard and true in the, in the light of the, the addiction or the affliction the unhealthy attachments to things that we have, uh, recognizing the truth of it, the seriousness of it, can uh, help us overcome the obstacle of uh, not giving the high priority that we need to in our recovery and healing. Um, not having a great plan can be remedied by going back, revising the plan, 
uh, making a good plan, maybe consulting others on our plans, uh, not being overly ambitious with our plan, uh, but to do something that's reasonable that's still a little bit challenging for us. Uh, so careful planning, making adjustments is a remedy uh, for that obstacle. Third, we might uh, learn gradually. If we're not so great at it, we can learn gradually to manage our emotions in a healthy manner, uh, to let go of resentments and control, uh, to release a sense of entitlement, uh, to work on forgiving. Uh, and sometimes uh, if we have anger at God, uh, it's not so much that we're forgiving God, but we're having a different understanding of, of how God works in our lives and how evil works in our lives. So we get over this difficulty with God. We kind of work through it. Not that we forgive God because God hasn't really done anything wrong, but, but we're able to release the difficulties that we have with God. That's an important step in recovery. Uh, but we may have to forgive ourselves and others for things uh, that we've been holding on to. Uh, these can be a, a natural, healthy part of our recovery process and managing emotions. <coughs> we may address uh, multiple issues that are going on instead of just one. This is very common in recovery, uh, that we look at um, depression or anxiety that's co-occurring with our addictions, that we look at boredom or loneliness uh, that may be going on with our addictions, uh, that we deal with uh, job, work issues, financial issues, uh, whatever they are, we kind of need to attend to them at the same time instead of the idea, oh, I'm just going to focus on staying sober, I'm just going to focus on this issue. Uh, it really doesn't work so well, that approach. So uh, when we have multiple issues, uh, we probably need to attend to them. That can be really challenging, but it is possible if we're, if we're patient. Um, if we have a difficult time with truth and honesty, uh, then we might practice an examination of conscience. Uh, we might practice uh, being rigorously honest. So honest about all kinds of things, um, things that may have seemed small and unimportant in the past. Uh, we uh, practice being honest on those things, uh, those little things day to day. Um, if, if we have uh, been trying to manage our recovery on our own without the help of others and, and uh, making that uh, mistake of stubborn pride in our recovery, uh, then we might strive to be open to the direction of others in recovery and to involve God in, in the process to ask uh, and discern God's will in our life and our recovery process. Um, we can ask for this grace uh, to let go of the pride that trips us up in our recovery as an obstacle. If we don't have a great support system, then uh, the time of recovery and healing and therapy is a, is a perfect time to begin to build one. Uh, often in the past, we may have had friends that were involved in our acting out behaviors. Uh, and, and so uh, we may have to put those uh, so-called friends aside. They were not healthy for us. That means that we may have to develop a new healthy support system. Sometimes this comes through attending 12-step groups and finding friends in the 12-step recovery program. Uh, it may be a support system through Bible studies at church for men or women. Um, it may be that um, uh, that we make new friends at work, people that we hadn't uh, seen as important in our lives that God had put there all along, and uh, that they're they're there looking for a friend too, and and we need them, they need us, so we can build a support system of healthy people uh, to surround us during this time. Uh, we 
it's always important for us to take charge and to take responsibility for our own recovery. Um, many times we'll blame others. We'll say, oh, that person's tripping me up or sabotaging me, or that person contributed to my uh, relapse. And, and we can't do that. No, nobody is in charge of our uh, behavior. Our behavior depends on us. Although we might be tempted by others, that could happen. Uh, we really have to take responsibility for our own recovery. Uh, we can always do it with God's help and grace and uh, the encouragement of some good people. Um, we can't blame others for what's going on with us. Um, when we encounter the challenges of the, uh, the very different world, the world that's in such stark contradiction to the way that we're trying to live in our recovery process, um, we just need to see the truth of that and to see that uh, we can't change the world, even though we might be changing uh, the world is as it is. And so we accept that um, and we recognize that we are becoming somewhat different from the world uh, through the healing and the grace that God is delivering uh, with us in our recovery. Uh, we can learn from relapses if we fall, if we uh, trip, uh, we can overcome triggers by studying them and uh, figuring them out. Uh, anytime that we have a slip, a fall, a relapse, we should always go back just to learn from it, uh, to see what we can tighten up in our, in our lives, to see how we can uh, monitor and be careful about the near occasions of sin, those slippery behaviors that lead us into relapses and slips. We need to clean those things up and uh, take care of those things. So every slip, every relapse becomes an opportunity um, uh, to, to do better, uh, to live a better life. And then finally, if we're having uh, spiritual attacks, uh, we should involve prayers of protection. We can invite our guardian angel to protect us, pray that guardian angel prayer. Uh, we may ask the confirmation saint or, or other saints that are special to us uh, to watch over us and protect us, uh, to ask for... Uh, Jesus to protect us from temptation and uh, and, and to uh, call upon his strength and his power, uh, which is greater than any of the powers of darkness, any of the uh, attacks that may be coming against us. Uh, we can include prayers of protection as a remedy in our uh, recovery process. Um, so that's our presentation for today on uh, uh, obstacles, recovery, and remedies for them. Um, I always show on the video this uh, link. It's a QR code. Uh, we've also put up this time the, uh, the website link to our website uh, where we have some resources for COVID-19. And then if you scroll down, you'll find other resources for uh, chastity for those that are working on sexual lust issues. Uh, we have some special resources there. Uh, if you go to our Gracia Plana website and look under, uh, I think it's about us, then you'll see a list of resources there uh, that might be helpful uh, for you. You can also shoot this QR code with your camera phone, uh, and it will jump you there on your phone to that list of resources as well. Um, so let's have our closing prayer in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who roam throughout the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. 
name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, the next time we get together, uh, we're going to have a, a presentation that talks about um, Pentecost, since Pentecost is next weekend. Uh, what is Pentecost and recovery? How, how do those things uh, interact with each other? How, how do we look at them in the same, uh, in the same light? Uh, we'll talk about that Pentecost and recovery topic next time. Um, I think that I'm going to shoot for releasing these uh, podcasts and videos on Thursdays. That's going to be my target. That's my goal uh, to release these on Thursdays so that over the weekend, when you have perhaps a little more time, uh, you'll be able to watch the videos or listen to the podcast. So I'm hoping that's good for you. Uh, that's what I'll shoot for. I hope I accomplish that goal uh, for you. Um, if you like these videos or podcasts, share them around with your friends, other people that may benefit from them. Uh, we, we'd be happy to uh, have people spread the word about them. Um, we do not charge a fee uh, for this content. Uh, we've made it free and open, accessible to the public in the hopes that it may be helpful for someone. Uh, we've also placed on the video this QR link code uh, to shoot with your camera phone uh, to take to the website page for donations if, if you uh, feel inclined to give a small donation for Grazia Plena. Uh, if you go to our website in the blue banner at the top, uh, it says donate. And then I think also under the join us link, uh, there's a place for this uh, electronic form where you can put a credit card in. We're happy to receive a, a check through the mail as well. Um, Grazia Plena is a 501c3 official uh, nonprofit uh, charity. And we're happy to receive donations to continue our work. Uh, we give thanks for you today. Uh, I wish you well. I wish you peace and uh, good progress in your recovery. And we'll see you next time. Uh, take care.